Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Russell Fuller, owner of Fuller Living Construction in Seattle, Washington. Your reputation is your most valuable asset, but don't think for a minute that just doing quality work and providing great service is enough. The internet has made it all too easy for people to tarnish your good name. So Russell is here to share his insights on how you can manage your online reputation using Google reviews. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hello, hello. Hey, you know, this is going to be a fun episode because, you know, back when I started learning about marketing and going to college for marketing and all that, we didn't have to worry about any of this online stuff. No, all you had to worry about was the yellow pages. Yes, and people, <laughs> and people talking to their neighbors one at a time, right. slowly across right. the community. Um, man, things talking, have changed a lot. Talking down at the bake sale. Oh, that's right, at the coffee shop and all that <laughs> stuff. But now it's like one bad review could be seen by hundreds of people so fast. It's hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people. Millions. Yeah. So it's really important that all business, small business owners have a strategy for taking care of those reviews when they come in at a less than favorable rating. Yeah, right? well, it should it should definitely be on your radar because you can't just hope and pray that everything just works out itself out. That's right. So. As we say, hope is not a good business strategy right. in this or anything else. Correct. So I'm pumped to uh, talk today to Russell Fuller. First of all, don't you love the guy's company name, Fuller Living Construction? Isn't it's that awesome? Yeah, it's, I mean, what a great tie-in to his name. Yeah. It's great when you have a, a, a name that works like that. Yeah. Harari, not, <laughs> not so not much. So much. <laughs> well, it's like the car with an H. I don't know. Is that a good slogan? No, <laughs> no, okay. I don't know. Right. Close, maybe. So I'm really excited to be talking to Russell Fuller today. Russell, as you said, is the owner of uh, Fuller Living Construction in Seattle, and he is passionate about small business, running his business, and about marketing of all shapes and sizes. So we love talking to Russ about this. And when he offered to share his philosophies, his strategies for managing his online reputation, we jumped at it. So I am delighted to welcome Russell. Hey, thanks for being here, buddy. Hello. Thank you. Thanks sure. for having me. And nice and early. You're there in Seattle. We're on the East Coast, so it's nice and bright and early for you there, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> All righty. So, um, hey, Russ, when you're talking about online reputation, what what are we talking about? Define that for our listeners. Well, for me, it uh, means what people are going to see when they Google your name, your company name. Um, and uh, the first things that pop up. Okay, great. You know what? That reminds me. A few years back, I was on the phone talking to a remodeler about you know improving his business, and I looked up his name in Google, and the Yelp reviews came up, and they were terrible. And he did not have any idea that that was out there. <gasps> How frightening! Horrifying. That. Yeah. Okay. So great. So why is it important to manage this online? Reputation. Well, um, for me, I think um, the what I've noticed when I look up all the companies um, around in, in my market and my competition and companies that I aspire to be, um, I've noticed a um, not a strong presence 
um, on Google reviews. Um, they, some companies have a presence on House or Yelp, like you were saying, and uh, a few other platforms, but not a strong present uh, presence on Google reviews. So what I've noticed is that they'll have, you know, like you're saying, two or three reviews, and uh, usually not from the happiest clients because they're not proactively managing um, those reviews, and I don't think uh, understand the importance, uh, like you're saying, Mark, of of how uh, negative an of effect it can have, but also um, how it can also be a competitive advantage um, if managed correctly. So you're talking about Google specifically, right? I mean, you like to get, you want the reviews on Google specifically. Well, yeah, I sort of had to choose which platform. I used to have clients leave reviews on Yelp, um, but then what I noticed is Yelp was not putting all the reviews online. So for example, I think I have five Yelp reviews that are published, five-star Yelp reviews. And I think I have like eight or nine that are not uh, published. They're at the very, very bottom of the page or what they say is not recommended. Um, and I talked to Yelp about it and they say that they only publish the reviews from active Yelp users. And so if you have your client leave a review on Yelp, uh, they encourage uh, me to uh, encourage them to become active Yelp users and then the review will get posted. Ah. Um, and the other thing too, is they're going to solicit Yelp, uh, will solicit, uh, you know, the client and send them lots of emails and those types of things. And so after having a bunch of reviews not published, I, uh, um, like lost faith in that platform, uh, and didn't really find it fair. Uh, so, uh, same thing with house. Uh, I never had clients leave reviews on house. Uh, but that's my same concern with house. Um, and what I've noticed lately is that Google now getting into the review business seems to have the SEO. So the first thing that shows up is the Google business page and Yelp and the other platforms are below that. Um, and so the other thing with Google, at least at this point is they aren't sending people, uh, letters or emails or a bunch of spam or trying to get them to sign up for things. Uh, so people, when people leave review, it's pretty straightforward um, and a pretty clean process. So I've chosen Google as the platform to invest in in terms of having clients leave reviews because I think you kind of have to pick one. Um, I attempted to have some clients that left Yelp reviews leave Google reviews, but I felt kind of weird about doing that. Because? Um, well, I felt like I was bothering them in a way. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and also, actually, I was told by um, a few different people that work in the SEO world, uh, the marketing world, that it's not good to have duplicate reviews ah. on different. Uh, Google will flag that, and that. Uh, so, um, anyways, uh, so I have chosen to uh, have my clients when I do solicit reviews from them to leave them on Google specifically. I actually send them the link make it easy for them to click on it and leave a review. Okay, very cool. So what are some of the strategies that you use to get reviews, and I assume to try to get positive reviews? Well, uh, specifically, um, of course, having a, um, a system set up from the first point of contact, which would be me, because I do all of the sales uh, all the way down the line through production. Uh, to project management, uh, managing the quality the whole way, um, and checking in with the client frequently uh, in a structured way 
um, we have weekly on-site meetings in which the project manager tries to find, you know, keep his finger on the pulse. And then I call every single Friday um, oh. to chat with the client. And we also use Guild Quality uh, for the surveys. The Midway Project Survey is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, great company. I, yeah, I love working with them, and but I, it's all about the setup. So I definitely call the client and let them know specifically that they'll be receiving that email from Guild Quality, and that it would mean everything if they could just take a few minutes and fill it out it's for my eyes only, and it's for um, we're just uh, want an honest opinion, looking for ways we can get better. And so I have found that as a wonderful way to get clients that are telling me every Friday that things are great and everything's perfect. Um, maybe uh, don't want to say something to, to me on the phone, but uh, with a written survey, we'll um, sometimes feel comfortable saying things like, we received a three on cleanliness lately because um, there was a nail in the driveway. So it allowed us to address that issue um, before the end of the project. And the end of the project, we got a four on cleanliness. Um, so at that point, having a totally happy client coming in on budget or, you know, um, the end of the day having a happy client with everything hand schedule. What I then do is send a shortly after close survey from Guild Quality, sort of the same survey as the Midway survey, and uh, see how they mark that. And um, it's one out of four, and obviously we're going for all fours, but I want them to be earned. So when we get those surveys back and they all are fours, then my wife will drop off a beautiful gift basket that she goes and makes. <laughs> Um, really nice gift basket. And uh, that is the time when I solicit the Google review. Okay. All right. So how do you do it? I mean, what are, what are some of the things you say? What are, and, you know, tell us about how do you present it at the very beginning, the, both the, the Google review, the, I mean, how do you start embedding that? Well, actually, um, I start embedding it right at the beginning on the sales process. Uh, when I first meet with the client, um, I ask them, have they seen our website? Uh, have they looked us up online? And if they say yes, um, then that's great. And if not, I uh, encourage them to both look at our website so they can see our work, uh, see what we're about, and also to look us up on Google and that we are the highest rated contractor in the whole Seattle area on Google. Mm. And I let the client know that um, you can't fake 42 five-star reviews right. if you're doing business. If you're doing business in a bad way and someone's unhappy, it's going to show up online. And uh, it hasn't shown up because we've been doing things well uh, for the last couple of years. And so that's uh, something that I use on the front end um, to distinguish ourselves from the competition. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and also on my email, when I send the client an estimate, the bottom there is a direct link that says that we are the highest traded company uh, in the Seattle area on Google a construction company. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they're eventually going to see that. Um, and so they know that matters to us. I let them know that it matters to us, that their opinion, uh, their experience, it, it, it means everything. And so, uh, they get that right from the beginning. So Russell, have you ever had a situation where someone posted a, a bad review and, and how did you handle it? If so. So what got me clued into this was, uh, three years ago, I didn't have any reviews online. I was resisting uh, doing any online reviews because 
uh, I was so busy, I couldn't take any more business on and I only wanted word of mouth business. And so um, I was actively like trying not to have a presence. And we had a client uh, that threatened one of my employees on a project or the employee felt threatened. And so I decided to pull off the project. It's the only time I've ever done this. So we literally just packed up our tools and walked off the job site. And um, the owner confronted me and uh, was threatening, you know, lawsuit and all these things and um, bad reviews and all of that sort of stuff. So it was not a good situation um, at all. And so ended up, we ended up walking off the job and um, for that reason. And so he ended up writing a one-star review on Yelp. Mm. Uh, and what he wrote was, this guy is a crook. Stay away from him. And uh, like the person you mentioned, Victoria, uh, the first thing that then popped up when you Googled my company uh, was that one-star review. Um, How did you find out he had done it? Well, because uh, I have a relationship with a local company here. Uh, we do all of their like mantle work and fireplace work and tile work. And they alerted me to it. Oh. Uh, because they were referring clients uh, to me and the clients told them about that. So I looked it up, looked at Google's rule, or sorry, Yelp's rules um, and called Yelp, talked to several people, spent a lot of time online and on the phone and they said they could not pull it. What I should do is encourage the client to remove the review by resolving the problem. So I reached out to the client attempting to work it out with him. He didn't take my phone call. So I sent him an email letting him know that this bad review, not only, you know, I understand that him and I had a situation, but this bad review affects all of our employees, all their families, uh, has a ripple effect um, that, is, that is very large. And asked him on the behalf of, of you know, everyone to remove that review, uh, even offering him, you know, some financial compensation, essentially just to get the review removed, which Yelp encouraged me to do, uh, which is kind of interesting. So... Anyways, he didn't remove the review, didn't respond, and so I involved a lawyer um, through a friend of mine. I got a really good lawyer, um, and he wrote a cease and desist letter to Yelp oh, wow. uh, because uh, the uh, review essentially was slander. Um, you can't call someone a crook, you know, so because <laughs> you have a disagreement with them, and so um, had that. Re and so they removed the review and blocked him from leaving any more reviews. And so then essentially I was back to zero, back to neutral. Um, and so that really woke me up and I was like, well, I have to start proactively managing this thing because it is inevitable. I will eventually get a bad review. Um, and so, you know, at this point I, I don't have any, um, online at all, but I know it will happen. So being proactive about it, having a, a lot of reviews and getting the one bad one won't affect the average obviously as much. Mm -hmm. Um, and the overall view of the company, should someone essentially see our yard sign or any other advertisement and look us up online. So what, what do you, do you have any tips for someone other than, you know, okay, so you go, you check it out and then you find, man, I've got a, a couple bad reviews. What, what can somebody do to immediately improve their, their reputation then? Well, the best thing to do is to uh, check in with all your past clients and to see how, how their project's going. Give them a call. Um, just talk to them. Um, see how everything's going. If something's not uh, going well. Uh, we had a situation recently where I called the client uh, that we did a project for a year ago, and she mentioned that something needed to be adjusted. And then we came out and adjusted it immediately. And then um, I asked her for a review at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can 
go back, talk to clients in the past that are happy, um, and then send them the link. So ask them online, is it okay if I send you a link so you can leave a five-star Google review? It just takes a few minutes and it would be, you know, much appreciated or whatever. So, uh, and then sending them, uh, following up with the email, uh, with the link. So they, all you have to do is click on it. And, uh, I like to be pretty specific. So when I do solicit the review, I do ask the client specifically to leave a five-star review. Oh, and then when okay. I send it, and so when I send the email, I follow up and I go, here's a link. Um, please click and leave a five-star review. Um, thank you so much. Please let me know if you have any questions. So when you were talking before about doing the mid-job survey through Guild Quality, do you, yeah. if, if something is wrong there, you don't ask them for a review at that point. You f- make sure it's all fixed and everybody's happy, happy before you ask them for a review. Actually, um, yes. So that's definitely the case. Uh, I, uh, we, we do not stop, actually, until the client is happy. Um, and um, we're we're pretty serious about that. And so, um, but I have asked for reviews during the like at the middle of the project. If the client is very happy, and I mean, I've had clients ask me in the middle of the project, "Is there anything I can do?" I love you guys. I'd be like, "Well, yeah, leave a five star review. You know, I'll send you the link." <laughs> right. No, we had a client recently leave it halfway through the project, and you know, fortunately, things worked out, and they still loved us at the end and didn't pull it or change it. Oh, good. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, you know how it is sometimes in the middle of a project. That's the that's when you know the client's the happiest. Uh, you know, a little bit less worn out and right. fatigued. You know, as things continue on, mm-hmm. right? So that's often a good time to ask them. But I wanted to also touch on something uh, as well. Is uh, I also have what I call a um, you know a, a, a review insurance account, essentially as I call it. So I have I'd say like ten or fifteen clients uh, that have all agreed to leave five star reviews, but I've told them not to do it until I ask them for it. And so that way, if I do get a bad review, wow. then I could call in the reserves and say, hey, would you mind now leaving that five-star review? Here's the link. And so then I could essentially bury that review instantly uh, under, I don't have to look like 12 or 15. That's reviews. smart. So you don't want to use them all. Don't want to use them all up. Yeah. I uh, want to save, a, save some in your belt. Uh, that's also uh, very important and a, a fail-safe should that one-star or whatever come in. That's great. So what do you think is going to happen in the future? How are people going to be using their powers to make sure things are showing up in the right way on, online? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about um, companies or clients? Companies. How are companies? What's the future? What's the future well, for so I've been, you know, I've been trying to figure that out because, like, you know, there's always different platforms that are always coming out. Um, and so right now it seems to be Google, I think, at least in my market. It's always changing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious to see. But my thoughts, though, is right now is a, a really good time to get these reviews because I think there's a big competitive advantage right now to being mm-hmm. relevant socially uh, and digitally with these online reviews. I think that competitive advantage is going to cease to exist in about five years uh, as the next generation comes in mm-hmm. and they are all on it. Yes. Um, and then, of course, at that point, I'll have maybe like 60 or 70. Uh, and as long as they maintain, that lead, then I'll, and, and of course, a larger portfolio. And so I'll always keep that lead, keep that advantage. But mm-hmm. when I was at the last Remodelers Advantage event, I ran into two uh, guys that were both 29 years old, have their own construction company. And one of them is out of Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, I forgot his name, but he's crushing it uh, on the reviews. Um, and he's, he's, he's 
got a ton of them. And um, so, you know, seeing them at 29, yeah, uh, they're already they're already on it, and so they're they're gonna they're gonna compensate for their lack of you know maybe experience or or portfolio with those things, and that's something that I always did uh, was to have a strong online presence and, and strong reviews uh, to essentially allow us to get those jobs we wanted, which then allowed us to have the portfolio <laughs> sort of thing. You know, it's sort of um, like um, a, a, a good catch twenty two sort of thing because. The more you ask, the more you build up. You know, when I'm looking at Amazon and I'm looking at products, I'm looking at the reviews. If somebody's got four and a half and they've got 80 reviews versus somebody that's got four and a half and they've got 1,300 reviews, that's a big difference. So getting that quantity of reviews is, seems like it's pretty important, as well as making sure there's those five stars are as high as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens because I'm looking around at my competition and, and, and they're still not really on that yet. Um, and so it's, it's still, a, now, now's the time to strike. Now's the time to call all your past clients uh, that are happy to uh, actively start uh, to plant that seed from the very beginning from the sales process on through the project. Uh, so uh, the client isn't you know surprised when you ask for that review and they're happy to leave it. If they're happy, uh, they want to tell people about it. And uh, I've had clients leave beautiful reviews. Also, too, I solicit reviews from my subcontractors uh, and my empo- and my employees. Oh, good. Uh, which is which is very important because my subcontractors' reviews actually are some of the best because they've been in the industry and they've, right. they've done a ton of projects and been exposed to a lot of contractors. Um, and they identify themselves, right? In the reviews, they identify the fact that they've worked that they work for you, their employees or subs. Yeah, exactly. So I had a subcontractor recently said, you know, I've been in this business for 20 years and I've met a ton of contractors. I've never worked with a company more professional, more transparent uh, than Fuller Living Construction. And it just meant the world for me to read that because he's such a good guy and he's, you know, I look up to him as a mentor. And um, also having employees leave reviews. Um, So essentially when a client or anyone looks us up online, I've had, you know, I've ads out for employment. And so I encouraged, let's say, Elite Carpenter calls, I encourage them to look us up online, to yeah. look at the Google reviews so they can see how we treat our employees, how we treat our subcontractors, and how we treat our clients. And I think mm-hmm. it's important for the client to see that as well so they can see the sort of well-roundedness of yes. the company because, mm-hmm. you know, the clients can be happy, but the employees might not be. Right, so, right. Um, and, of course, having those additional sources of reviews leads to a higher quantity of reviews too. So it's another way to get your numbers up right. rather quickly. Now, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning, I just want to do a quick wrap up with this question. You talked about the fact that you set it up right at the, right at the beginning of your relationship with any client. You have it at the bottom of your estimate that, you know, that you're one of the top ranked or the top ranked construction company. Number one. <laughs> where else do you put that? Do you have it on your trucks? Do you have it on your, you know, where else do you have that message? Well, at this point, you know, uh, it's an unofficial survey based on me looking up every single company in my area. <laughs> uh, and so I'm not going to put it on any print media or anything like that. And I don't want to, you know, uh, get in too much. Uh, I don't want to be um, over the top about that, but it is a tagline on every one of my emails um, and, and it's also there's links to it on my website we do uh, mention it there it's one of the first things that you're going to see um, 
and uh, but you know, who knows? Someone could beat me, and then I gotta, I gotta delete it. Then you gotta call in for those. Right, you gotta call in your uh, your fifteen backup reviews. (laughs) Take take it back over. So I know I'm giving all my secrets away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question: Are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, you sound so excited about it. And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! Okay, 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? Well, uh, the uh, the Art of War, and there's a there's a uh, translation of it that uh, sort of breaks it down in the business world. And so for me, I like to think about decisions that previous generals have made, things like that, and it makes all the decisions I have to make seem pretty small <laughs> by great. comparison. If you weren't the owner of Fuller Living Construction, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would be a sales trainer mm-hmm. um, of some sort. What are you not very good at? Uh, any sort of visual art. I can't paint or draw at all. Like it looks like my my, my six year old does a better job, <laughs> much better. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which do you clean first? Oh, the room. Yes, <laughs> always. Do you apply the five second rule to dropped food? Um, no, I, I for me, there's you know, it's a pretty long limit actually. It depends what's been dropped. <laughs> depends what's been dropped. Yeah, we're pretty, you know, like uh, there's a Swedish proverb, a little dirt rinses the stomach. So, you know, <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, the ability to be just a ripping guitar player. (laughs) That's an interesting superpower. (laughs) All right, that's awesome. Russell, thank you so much. This came about as an impromptu conversation. We had uh, some meeting not too long ago, and it's uh, great to have you on. I appreciate you sharing your your smarts and all the lessons you've learned uh, with our listening audience. So thanks. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. That That was fun. Now, before you go, though. You must share with our listeners your five words of wisdom and why they resonated with you. Be better than your competition. And why those? Um, Well, because that sets the bar, that sets the level. Look around, ask yourself, what are they doing better than me? And why can't I do it better? All right. Well, thank you very much. It's going to get, keep everybody thinking there. And right now we have a whole uh, group of new roundtable members at a meeting that's going on right now. And that's what we're trying to talk to them about, too. How can you look around and find ways to be better, and in your case, than the competition? That's awesome. Thanks so much, Russell. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, you know, it's nice having you on. Thanks, Russell. Thank you. You know, consumers rely so much on reviews these days that this is a pretty darned important topic. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting to hear how different people are are approaching it, and you know everybody has their own little strategy. I mean that um, that whole thing of keeping a few reviews in a in a yeah. in a safe in a is interesting. Pen, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that you necessarily need to do that, but you know if it's working for them, that's cool. It's it's an interesting. I've, it's not something I ever considered as as a strategy. No, but it makes sense because if a bad one comes in, from what I understand, one of the one of the only ways to to reduce its importance is by burying it with good stuff. Yeah, I guess that'll help push it down. But at the end of the day, you want as many good. I mean, so if you if you have 150 reviews and three bad ones, mm-hmm. that looks a lot better. Oh than, yes, than having four good reviews and three bad ones. No right? doubt. So no doubt. So having Quantity. some in your yeah right. So so I, I see. You could also make an argument that having some in your pocket. Now it depends. I mean, if he's got thousands of reviews, having 15 or 16 people in the wings ready to 
give a review when needed, I could see that working. Mm-hmm. So it, it was interesting. I never yeah. thought of it. Yeah, you I know, hadn't thought of it either. You know, we um, a while back, episode nine was um, Brian Sebring, who did a whole um, – we had him on the show yes. on reviews. And, and so if this was an interesting episode, you should go back and listen to that yeah, too. good idea. But – you know, again, because to me, I'm I'm listening to just all the different tactics and strategies everybody uses. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's not any one way to do anything, right? The only bad way to do this is to not do anything and not be aware. Touche. Yeah. You know, and I bet you that half our listeners out there have no idea what their online reputation is saying about them. Yeah, yeah. So, and and I very much do like the idea. Um, my biggest takeaway from from everything that Russell said was to get the subcontractors mm-hmm. to review and your employees. What a, what a great idea because also, especially the employees, I'll tell you what, if I was looking up a contractor to do work on my house and I saw some employee reviews, I know these are the guys actually doing the stuff in my yeah. house. So you I know, want them happy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else that does? That, that'll tie right back into the, um, finding good people to join your team. I mean, it's, I thought that was a great point he made too. Absolutely. You could put that, you could, you could have quotes of Google reviews from employees on, on ads you're running and links to that yeah. online. So it's, you know, that way they can, pr- prospective um, applicants can see that. Right. Uh, it, it was a really cool idea. I mm-hmm. liked it. Very much so. <sighs> I like this topic. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, we want to thank Russell for being here. It was really interesting and for getting up so early because he's yes. all the way on the other side of the country. Yep. It looked like sun was shining today out there. Yeah, it did. did. And of course, as always, we want to thank you for joining us week in and week out. (laughs) I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about roundtables our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful